and welcome back to the constitutionals podcast i'm your host chad white if you didn't know this is the premier podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com like i just said it's a website go there you'll have to excuse me uh, uh a this episode of the constitutional is late and b uh, uh hold on this is episode um what is this uh 202 of the premier podcast for the website uh okay and b uh, Best Buy is currently releasing the, the, the what is it called the Xbox Series X they have uh, some inventory and they're doing this thing where every few minutes they're going to release more inventory so I'm not going to be looking at the camera the entire time of this show but just you, just you understand that I am paying attention you have me you have my full attention uh, with the exception of every so often I will check if you're watching the video, you'll only notice. Uh, otherwise, for the for the audio, you won't you won't know a thing. You won't know a thing. You'll see that I'm lit very strangely, very oddly. I do not have my iPad with me. It is currently sitting next to the sofa where uh, the charging cable is, where the USB C cable is. Now I could bring the cable over here. Uh, I refuse to. And uh, it is updating to iPad OS 14.5. This is a very special update because. It includes support for the uh, DualShock 5 and the Xbox Core controller, the new controllers that came out with the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, respectively. Uh, I have a Core controller, even though I do not have an Xbox Series X. It does work with the Xbox One. It also works with Android and now iOS. I can't wait to play... Spongebob Rehydrated. <laughs> that's, a, that's a game. That is a remake of the Spongebob um, Battle for Bikini Bottom that came out years ago uh, on the PlayStation 2 and GameCube and I believe the original Xbox. And um, it was remade. You can get it on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, and then couple of months ago i saw it's available on the ipad oh no excuse me on the ios store and i assume android store as well uh and uh and now i think it's on google stadia i think i got it for free on google stadia and i don't play stadia but i do have a trial for stadia for three months that i got from lenovo i think so that ends in july i believe doors open on the patio nova is outside Sitting in the sun. I believe a dog barked at her earlier. Don't know how the dog saw that far up. So, there's that. Hey, special late episode of the Constitutionals. I was going to record this on Saturday. I uh, did not feel like doing it on Friday. And then uh, Saturday, same deal. And then I thought, well, why don't I just save it for after the Oscars? Because I don't want to talk about the Oscars that happened on Sunday on a Thursday episode. So, I'll just do a Monday episode. You might, again, the doors open. You might hear some uh, slamming from outdoors. I can hear talking. <laughs> I can hear straight up talking in this microphone. It's not just for me. So let's talk about the Oscars. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They had to hold the Oscars in a train station last night. And people sat at distant, slightly distant tables. I assume everybody there. Got their shots, vaccinations. I know I have mine, baby. Both, baby. <laughs> and 
you know, for what it's worth, it was very diverse, very diverse winners, uh, very diverse people there. Um, you could tell that the people, you could tell who the winners were based on what venue they were at. So this is held in, I think, two or three different venues. Um, and the main one was the train station where everybody was seated. And then the uh, secondary one was a theater somewhere. And nobody from the theater won. <laughs> they all, obviously, they had representatives uh, at the train station, you know, were in the dining hall. But gotta say, if one of those people were, if Gary Oldman were to win an award for, you know, his, I guess, whatever, for Mank or whatever, uh, it would be odd to see him try to collect the award. I never take a sip mid-podcast, but here I am. Doing so. So, that's what you have to deal with over there. All in all, good Oscars. Lowest rated Oscars of all time. The first time hitting under 10 million, I believe, the headline is what I saw. Uh, it's weird. I'm juggling. Oh, God. I'm juggling <laughs> tabs. <laughs> Going back and forth between this Best Buy thing. I got to get this Series X. Don't have a 4K TV, but uh, I want the Series X. So this was the uh, longest-weighted Oscars. The father took home Best Picture, uh, and then the broadcast just ended. It was a, it was a. Uh, oh, the uh, the father. Uh, you know, not. Um, excuse me. Um, Anthony Hopkins, the father, nabbed Best Actor, and then it just ended. Best Picture was Nomadland, uh, which deservedly so. Uh, and I, as the, the broadcast just ended at like eleven twenty or whatever it was. Uh, when they said uh, Anthony Hopkins wins, he's not here at the Oscars. Goodbye, <laughs> and he lost, and uh, he and he won, and, uh, and then he put it up on Instagram, some type of tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It's windy outside, so the door is closing by itself. I put uh, the this giant jug of water that I used to water my plants with in front of it. I don't know if people are right outside and having a conversation, but I'm recording a podcast here. <sighs> Francis McDormand won. Daniel Kaluuya won as well. And uh, the woman, Yu Jung Yoon, uh, won for Minari. She played the grandmother. A very great speech, very fun. Chloe Zhao made history as well. She was the second woman and the first woman of color to win an Oscar for directing. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom took home costuming, uh, makeup, and hairstyle. Netflix got seven trophies. And uh, let's see. Uh, Hulu got two, I believe. Two other movies won. Riz Ahmed was uh, 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 shut out. He should have, Sound of Metal should have won something. Sound of Metal is such a good movie. Such a great film. But all in all, I think it was a, a fine production for uh, for the Oscars. Um, it, I, th- I think they did the best of what they could. Now, there was a, the in-memoriam section lasted, I would say, three minutes. No live performance. Uh, I don't think they, they could have done that. They didn't have any live performances for music. They, everything was pre-recorded, and they aired it in the pre-show. Uh, and I was watching the pre-show, and I was very concerned that... <laughs> Like, all the songs were just going to be played, and then, you know, three songs in, I was right. (laughs) 
Uh, and so for the in-memoriam, things were going by so fast. They'd be like, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, this person, this person, this person, this person. And then they would slow down for two seconds on somebody big and they and keep going super fast. And I think I thought it was just so funny to the point where I just I, I had to laugh at the insanity that was that this thing was going by so quickly. I, I just, just come on. And then they missed people. Naya Rivera and uh, Jessica Walter uh, were among the names not seen. They miss people every year. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. If you're going to go that fast, throw in those, throw in the people that were missing this time. I mean, Jesus. At this point. Ah, oh, the birds are tweeting. Tweet, 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 tweet. Uh, and like regular Twitter, they're probably saying some racist things. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, but again, all in all, of uh, I think it was a fine Oscars. Uh, I do, they are missing a host. And I know the model now for these award shows is to to not have, or for the major award shows is to not have a host, not have somebody usher in, you know, mi- you know, we're missing monologues and we're missing all this other stuff and bits and stuff. I think the Oscars, the Globes and the Emmys all need some type of host and Grammys it's, uh, all need some type of host in order to, you know, to show that they, like how prestigious they are, how, just carry things along. Don't make things look so disjointed. Cause I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, Every single one of these shows without without a a, a host looks lo- looks like it was just put together, and yeah, you can have you know Regina King and Brad Pitt and you know Viola Davis and the different people do little sections, but yeah, it's just kind of strange. But they did have of Lil Rel Howery as a correspondent for some reason, and he did a great job. He was a very funny guy. And Glenn Close did the butt. As soon as they went to her, I went, this is going to be a scripted bit. She recited encyclopedic knowledge. Encyclopedic knowledge, if I was Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Encyclopedic knowledge about the butt. The song, the butt, that was not nominated for an Oscar. Then she got up and did the butt. And... Uh, about an hour ago, I was setting up. Uh, I have. I'm planning out news time. This week's news time is actually going to come a lot faster because it's about the Oscars, and uh, and it was planned out a year ago. Uh, and some of it was a lot. Of, it's, it's not all evergreen, <laughs> but uh, I saw an article that said um, Questlove uh, and uh, one of the producers uh, put together that segment so that you know something so that they, so they could have you know somebody of such prestige do that i didn't read the article but it's interesting okay so let's move on this is uh, all last week's news at this point but i had to cover the oscars i had to for my listeners my dozen of listeners <laughs> This next one comes from Deadline, written by Dade Hayes. HBO and HBO Max add 2.7 million subscribers in Q1. AT&T CEO John Stanky declines to offer revised streaming metrics. Okay. The subscriber count for HBO and HBO Max, uh, which I guess since they're the same, since it's a streamer and it's a pay cable channel, they can include the numbers, um, is now a total of 44.2 excuse me, 44.2 million people. I last year when HBO Max launched, I uh, signed up for it and got that twelve eleven ninety nine offer 
for a year, and uh, they charged me for the last time eleven ninety nine, and it's going to go up to fifteen dollars uh, in May. Man, <laughs> anyway, uh, eleven ninety nine per, per month. Excuse me, if I didn't say that before, I don't remember what I say on this stupid show. I think the driving force of that is uh, movies like Godzilla vs. King Kong. I think people signed up uh, just for Wonder Woman 1984 and Zack Snyder's Justice League and Godzilla vs. Kong. And now uh, Mortal Kombat with, <laughs> with Jesus. I watched that Friday and good lord, that is a good movie. Too fast. Way too fast. Way, 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 way too fast. And I did not go in with low expectations. I went in expecting to see a movie that was dedicated to the comic, to the comic book, to the video game, as much as Sonic the Hedgehog was is dedicated to, uh, uh, to that video game. Now, to that extent, the Sonic the Hedgehog sequel is going to include not just Tails but also Knuckles. So that I hope, I pray, that they get more into the lore of the Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, have Big the Cat just pop up for a second, you know. The crocodile, the bee, uh, Rouge, the sexy bat, Shadow. Oh God! If Eggman created Shadow for the movie, and it was just—it oh, God, it's so wonderful. Any losers? Back to this HBO thing. So I—I th- I think that was driven. I think a lot. I think um, this—the numbers were driven to HBO Max for movies for these big streaming movies. Now they're not doing this again next year. They've already come out and said that. Stanky said, the patterns are similar for customer behavior, once it comes to HBO Max, to those on the other subscription streaming outlets. So that means they stay for what they want, they leave for what they don't need, for when that stuff is gone or when they finish it. But 2.7 million uh, more people in Q1 is nothing to balk at. Total revenue hit $43.9 billion, up 3%. Ahead of Wall Street. Hmm. What the Wall Street bet around that. But debt is going to continue to be a concern for AT&T through the investors' eyes. They're still trying to burn off other parts of their businesses so that they could have, uh, you know what, this Xbox thing has not moved in such a long time. They're still trying to burn off other parts of their businesses. Uh, They do own uh, Rooster Teeth, I believe. And, they're, and it was rumored that they're looking to sell that. This internet thing is not proving to be the best for them. I have that song stuck in my head right now. But HBO Max is... I mean, they're turning their focus to that. To the, to, to the platform. Because uh, it's... Just the, it's the thing that they can count on, versus people are you know not signing up for Directv anymore. Or, uh, AT&T itself isn't the the best and the biggest cell provider now that T-Mobile has merged with Sprint, and uh, Verizon continues to dominate. I mean, but the same thing can be said. You know, when AT&T first you know had, was was this big mega thing uh, in the early two thousands, and they broke up. You know, AT&T and Singular. And Bell South and all well, the Bell, the Bell things. <laughs> Bell South was down here. I don't know what it's called. Uh, wherever you're from, you jerk. But then they re they remerged. I mean, if if one company does it, you can't get mad at T-Mobile and uh, and Sprint doing it. 
You can't get mad at uh, Viacom and CBS doing it. If you're going to let one company do it, then everybody's got to do it. You give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> Title. Okay, let's move on. Sony's other new deal with Disney is what I wrote in my notes. This comes from Engadget, written by R. Lawler. Oh, they have a black writer. I didn't know that. Sony, if you don't know, a couple of uh, weeks ago, made a deal with Netflix to say that they're 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 going to be able. Netflix is going to be able to get Sony's movies like Venom Two, uh, Spider Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Sorry, something just happened. I don't know what that was. Spider-Man Far From Home and, um, yeah, what other other, other things does Sony do? Some type of Seth Rogen film. And uh, they're going to get the rights for their theatrical streaming releases starting in 2022, as well as catalog titles, old and new, and originals. So this is a... Jesus. It's a deal for Sony... Uh, and, and I mean, in short, this is a deal for Sony to take that stuff that they're releasing on um, uh, in theaters and then, you know, put it onto Netflix. So it has a second life after it uh, uh, heads to um, after it leaves the theaters. And then this is a way for Sony to also not start up their own streaming service. But if they want to produce something that they think is going to do better on streaming to do it for Netflix. That's a great. I think it's a. It's a, truly a great deal for both companies. So now, wait, hold on. So let me explain. This comes from Lawler. Netflix's deal secures exclusive U.S. rights for the period after the movies are released. Yeah, I just explained that. Uh, now, there's a new deal. We'll call it the Green New Deal. The red new deal. The blue new deal? What color is Disney? Blue. Uh, that's what color their app is. Disney Plus is. The blue new deal. Just hit the mic arm. Disney's announced a licensing deal with Sony Pictures for theatrical releases from 2022 to 2026, as well as older catalog titles. So, this is the thing. Netflix gets the uh, the exclusive U.S. rights after the movies are released theatrically and on Blu-ray video on demand about nine months after they come out in theaters. Disney's deal starts after that for the window where the movies usually run on cable TV. So like uh, Fast and Furious Nine, that event, you know that releases in theaters in uh, in in July, comes out. FXX gets it on um, May of next year, and then they have, and then they run that into the ground. <laughs> so that that's what that deal is. But for the window where these movies usually run on cable and uh, broadcast networks with ads, as Deadline mentions, this deal follows up on a similar one Sony had with the now Disney-owned FX network. See, I was right. So basically, means I. Uh, Disney Plus gets, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home after Netflix has it for a couple of months. Other than the new movies, the deal also secures streaming rights for older movies, including Spider-Man movies that have been missing from the MCU set on Disney Plus and even into the Spider-Verse. 
after they have the exclusivity for Netflix expires. So that means a couple of months. Other than Disney Plus and the company's various cable networks, this also covers Hulu and a note in the press release said it will add, quote, a significant number of library titles starting in June. This is going to be, this is a lot of money. This is, uh, this is a huge deal for Sony. This is, uh, I, you know, in terms of the winner in this outlook, I, it's got to be Sony. It's got to be Sony. Uh, Disney and Netflix are tied for second on the winners, but Sony is the one making big on this. Because they don't want to, they don't, have, they don't want to do the costly thing of starting up their own streaming platform, saying a Paramount Plus kind of nature, and uh, so relying on the two, hands down, the two most popular streaming platforms, the two most popular networks, right now. I mean, come on. So it's a good deal for Sony. So in short, it's, uh, Sony movies head to Netflix. In a couple of months, they can also go to Disney Plus. Boom. God, I have not seen. So what happens is, <laughs> what what Best Buy is doing right now is they only have a certain amount of Xboxes, and so uh, they're doing an extra step so that um, bots can't get them and people can't resell these Xboxes for instead of five hundred dollars, you know, seven hundred dollars. So what they're doing is they're forcing you to wait. And then, uh, like the the checkout button literally says, "Please wait." And then if they have some, if they have some more come in, which I I mean at this point I doubt they are, unless it's, unless every time I click away it's going yellow, <laughs> and you can add it to your cart, and they're gonna save it in your cart, and then you can check out. But I ain't seen none. This next one comes from Variety. Audiences prefer films with diverse casts, according to UCLA study. Written by Lise Schaffer, or Schaefer. Went the opposite direction in pronouncing that. So UCLA uh, does its annual Hollywood diversity report. This year is called Pandemic in Progress. Oh, reports that in 2020, films with casts made up of more than uh, that were made up of more than 41. Excuse me, made up of 41% to 50% minorities took home the highest median gross. At the box office, while films that had cast with less than 11% minority perform the worst. Movies like The Father. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Ding. Oh my god! Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh my god. Oh, it says sold out now. This is so stupid. I I commented, I commented not even a minute ago talking about how, oh, Best Buy, it, it, it puts the Series X and makes it available and, and you have to add it to your cart. And I was like, maybe every time I, I turn away from the from the from the from the tab, it goes yellow. I go back in the middle of the story reciting whatever BS I'm talking about. And it says add to cart and I click it and then it says due to high demand. What kind of I'm so angry. I almost had a series X. I guess I'll have to rely playing on my X my regular one, my regular Xbox. <sighs> Alright, let's get back to this stupid show. So movies like Bad Boys for Life 
which was 2020's top earning film at the box office. Wow, with 426.5 million. That's right because it, it came out right before the uh, the uh, shutdown. And then Birds of Prey came in at no, uh, number five with 201, and that's a female movie with what three uh, women of color in the lead, I think. Journey and uh, the police and the kid, maybe? I don't know. But it's a women-led movie. That's great. Uh, and Onward came in seventh, and that has uh, mostly white people because it's Disney Pixar. They all <laughs> contain cast that felt, no, 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 no. Onward does not have the range of 41 to 50% minority. And do not show me numbers. Oh, here, so here are the top movies uh, with the uh, leading race characters bad boys for life tenant uh oh jesus it goes uh they have they have lead race right next to it and so it says like black black white 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 white, white. <laughs> uh mina what does mina mean m-e-n-a who knows uh the crude white all white call the wild white all white but good for them this is uh this is this is a meaningful step forward good for the audiences Let's move along. Table two, the top ten streaming top ten top ten streaming films and minority household share. Why is Onward? Oh my God! Onward is a white movie led by two white characters, and two of two of the people I dislike the most from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not a joke. <laughs> Hamilton, Latinx, ranked third. Oh, Jesus. And then Project Power ranked ninth. Good Lord. It's still got a, it's still got a long ways to go. But my, my uh, this is uh, from UCLA uh, Social Sciences, College of Social Sciences. Minority households were overrepresented uh, among the household streaming eight of the top ten films in 2020, ranked by total household ratings. Minority households reached for approached, uh, excuse me, approached proportionate representation for the two remaining the top 10 streaming films in 2020. Uh, okay. Well, good for them. <laughs> so, you know, as, um, as, as more and more of these, uh, movies and shows become more diverse, uh, it's, we're, it's, it's just becoming, it's just, this is just going to become the norm. And eventually people aren't going to notice and they should not notice, uh, if there is, a person of color in the leading slot. Like this shouldn't be a big deal. Because Bad Boys for Life is a better movie than Onward. <laughs> it's true. God, I did not like Onward. Because I do not like uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's a very true statement. I don't care what happens. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, I, I, there was that, the, what was it? The, uh, the Academy... What was it? The Academy Inclusion Inclusion Standards. Uh, yeah, they set up standards in September of last year. We talked about this. That they're go- that they're no longer accepting movies uh, without significant on-screen representation. So you have to have, and by that I mean, and go listen to the episode that came out around that time. <laughs> but the, to that, by that I mean. Uh, the uh, they have a bunch of standards, and so lead actors have to be uh, people of color. Um, the general cast has to be thirty uh, percent 
women or people of color or LGBTQ or people with uh, disabilities. And then the storyline has to center around those same groups. But however, there's a lot of there's a lot of other standards too. you know, the behind the scenes has to have a bunch of people of color, women, LGBTQ, all that stuff. But then the story can't the story has to surround, you know, it's it's a it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that goes into it. But I dig it. And you can actually read the report right now. You can download the report. And I, and I, you know, I, 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 I you know, I, I used to do episodes about that. Uh, I don't do that anymore. I haven't done that in a minute because they come because they, this and the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, it's all it all comes out, uh, you know, throughout the year. So I try to cover it all at once or whatever. But hey, it looks like we did it. We covered the episode. You got to see me freak out about not getting his Xbox Series X. Uh, <laughs> I don't need it. Who, who is? I'm still jobless. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all that's going on. That's the. Uh, this is the Constitutionals. Oh my God, the the Zoom recorder is dying. I've been charging his batteries in two weeks probably. But yeah. That is, uh, that's the show. If you like what you heard here, head to the website cpluscomedy.com where we've got sometimes interviews with famous people. <laughs> right now, none. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, if you want to see a video version of the show, youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, where you can see me sitting in my darkened corner of my dining room that now officially has a dining table in it that I sit at and I eat. At, instead of eating in front of the television like an animal. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, and also on YouTube.com slash equals comedy, you can see our premiere show, News Time Hour, whatever, who cares. The premiere show, News Time, which is like entertainment business news. It's like the daily show, except way less funny. I think it's a pretty funny show. I love doing it. You, uh, this last week's episode is about Clubhouse. And it is talk, uh, Clubhouse is uh, a, a new social app that's iOS only for the for the most part, and um, for the mean in the meantime, and uh, they it's based on exclusivity, and um, it's just a, it's a place where you can it's basically Twitter but with audio, you know, uh, non-recorded live, you know, talking lectures essentially lectures lectures and. You know, live podcasting uh, where f- people like Elon Musk and uh, the rest of the rest of the Elon Musk, who's hosting SNL, which is the dumbest move. Like, Jesus, it's, it's, like, it's like Donald Trump hosting all over again. And he hosted twice. Uh, it's t- Oof, boy. Anyway, uh, it's a good it's, it's a good episode. Check it out. I wanted it a little behind the scenes. I wanted that episode. I it, that episode came out on a th- on Thursday, which usually episodes come out Monday, but now uh, without me having a job, they come out whenever <laughs> throughout the week. And um, uh, and if I was getting paid, if I was getting paid to do this, because they're good episodes, if I was getting paid, who boy. But anyway, I didn't. I, I I so it came out later in the week, and. Um, uh, I didn't since Clubhouse is notoriously not doing a good job um, about whatever whatever like its release plan. I wanted to not script the episode and just do a bunch of bullet points, but then I ended up writing uh, a whole script and uh, and a lot of good jokes. I must say, and having a good idea for a Clubhouse just hiding under the table. I thought that was funny, and the sign is still there; it's still hanging up. It says "Girls Allowed" 
and then uh, and uh, uh, parentheses it says please come <laughs> girls allowed please come <laughs> so anyway check it out uh, Instagram Twitter at C plus comedy Instagram Twitter for myself at chat black white like us on Facebook rate review subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and thank you for listening I very much appreciate it tell your friends please I'm leaving goodbye